Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room, now known as Spotify Green Room, where you can talk music, sports, and culture live. To join the conversation on Green Room, download the app and sign up for free or log in with your Spotify info. I'll be on there at some time to join in on the conversation with you about our Boston Bruins. I'll let you know via Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you can follow the podcast at LO Boston Bruins on Instagram. We're locked on Bruins, and you can find me and my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Today is Wednesday, June 23rd. Going to answer a couple mailbag questions as well as talk about the GM of the Year Award uh, for which Don Sweeney earned a couple votes. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Before we get to that, a quick reminder to please smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, uh, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. I got some positive feedback on yesterday's episode in regards to when we might see an openly gay player in the NHL. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thank you for the kind words for that kind of off-the-board episode. And uh, I do appreciate uh, when people reach out and offer feedback. It really does help to make the show better. Let's begin with the uh, GM of the Year Award. Lou Lamorello of the New York Islanders was named the winner of the Jim Gregory Uh, award for the second straight season on Tuesday. It's presented annually to the GM who best excelled at his role during the regular season. Uh, The award is voted on by NHL GMs and a panel of NHL executives, as well as some print and broadcast media after the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So certainly the fact that the Islanders beat the Bruins helped to tip the scales in Lamorello's favor. He finished ahead of Mark Bergevin, whose Montreal Canadiens are still active, as well as Florida's Bill Zito. He finished third. Uh, Joe Sackick of the Avalanche in fourth. Kelly McCrimmon of the Golden Knights in fifth, followed by Julian Brisebois, Bill Guerin, Kyle Dubas, Don Waddell, Kevin Dayoff, Jeff Gorton, And Don Sweeney tied in 11th place. They each earned two third-place votes. Now, I would expect that if the Bruins had beat the Islanders, maybe Sweeney would have gotten a bit more love. I think the Hall trade with the Sabres specifically uh, should have earned him a couple more votes, but perhaps his counterparts felt that he um, kind of benefited from uh, Hall's choice not choice but his preference to play for certain clubs and uh, the fact that he uh, basically could dictate wherever he wanted to go. Gordon and Sweeney finished just one point ahead of Ottawa's Pierre Dorian in the voting process and of course Gordon has been let go by the New York Rangers and um, could very well be a candidate to join the Bruins team. I would love to see him back. He, of course, helped to build the current core, drafting some key players 
2006, as well as um, trading Andrew Raycroft for Tuka Rask. Let's jump to some mailbag questions. A couple came in this week. The first one was from at Debbie Ram, and they asked, is it too early to talk about the expansion draft and speculate about who Boston's losing to Seattle? Well, no, it's not uh, not at all too early. Uh, the expansion draft less than a month away. And for those of you who don't know how the process works, uh, the Seattle Kraken will select one player from each team, excluding the Vegas Golden Knights, for a total of 30, 14 forwards, 9 defensemen, and 3 goalies. Current NHL teams can protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie, or eight skaters, uh, a combination of forwards and defensemen, and one goalie. So when it comes to the Boston Bruins, the situation is pretty clear when it comes to goaltending and defensemen. Uh, Tukarask, Yaroslav Halak, both unrestricted free agents. Teams do not have to protect unrestricted free agents. They can be, um, you know, negotiated with by the Seattle Kraken. And if a contract is agreed upon, then that would count as the team's player selected. But as they remain unrestricted free agents, they are exempt from having to be protected. So uh, for the Bruins, Ras Kalak don't have to be protected. Swayman is exempt, uh, leaving Dan Vladar as the player that will be protected by the Boston Bruins at the goaltending position. When it comes to defense, the situation is pretty clear as well. They're going to protect three defensemen. It will be Charlie McAvoy, Brandon Carlo, and uh, Matt Grizzlick. That would expose uh, the likes of Connor Clifton, Jeremy Lozon, and Jacob Zborl. Uh, we'll get back to that in a moment as to who might be selected up front. Uh, you have to protect players who have uh, no movement clauses, meaning Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, Charlie Coyle will be protected. So there are three other forwards uh, that they can protect out of Jake DeBrusque, Craig Smith, Chris Wagner, Curtis Lazar, um, Nick Ritchie, Andre Kasha, and Trent Frederick. Now, there are definitely question marks when it comes to Jake DeBrusque, but I think he's more a candidate to be traded, and it wouldn't be wise to expose him in the expansion draft. Uh, I can also see them protecting uh, Craig Smith. Uh, so the choice comes down to um, Nick Ritchie, Andre Kasha, or Trent Frederick. And I certainly believe that Nick Ritchie... Uh, proved his worth to the team last season as, you know, he won the 7th Player Award and he really seems to fit in to what this team wants to be. Uh, kind of a, um, you know, big but skilled team. Uh, he's only, how old is Nick Ritchie? 25, he's an RFA. Uh, he proved that he can put the puck in the net, be a contributor on the power play. Uh, so that would expose Trent Frederick, and Andre Kasha, Curtis Lazar, uh, Chris Wagner uh, among the forwards. And again, to recap, I'd be protecting well, Bergeron, Pasternak, Marsh, and Coyle have to be protected. And then I'd go with Smith, DeBrusque, and Ritchie. Um, now, again, with the caveat that DeBrusque could be traded. So who is 
Seattle most likely to take out of that bunch? Well, I think it's possible that they could look at a guy like Trent Frederick. He's only 23, former first-round pick, although... You know, it's dicey whether he should have been up there. Uh, we all know that Alex DeBrinkett was chosen after him. Um, they could potentially take a flyer on Andre Kasha uh, as a very skilled player, obviously with concussion issues. Uh, but most likely, Seattle will look at one of the defensemen, either uh, perhaps Clifton, but more likely choosing between Jeremy Lozon and Jacob Zborl. They're both 24 years old, 2015 draft picks. Zborl in the first round, Lozon in the second. Uh, Lozon has more NHL experience, um, and he would probably be the guy that Seattle scoops. Um, and I don't know if that's the worst thing. I do think Zborl potentially has a higher upside, but either guy would indeed be a loss uh, on the blue line. Thanks for sending in that question, uh, Debbie. I always appreciate uh, the support with the podcast and the kind words on uh, Twitter. Before we move on, let's talk for another moment about uh, Locker Room, now known as Spotify Green Room. Uh, it's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. It's free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting another Spotify Green Room soon, and you can join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Just download the Spotify Green Room app, currently available on all iOS devices, also a beta version on Android. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Locked On Bruins to be notified when my room goes live. You won't want to miss it. And uh, looking forward to seeing you all there to hear your thoughts on the Boston Bruins. Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk about sports. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market, and it comes in nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. There's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's really something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you will get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars delicious, but they're also healthy too. Most of the flavors have about 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. You can get a mixed box where you will get two of each flavor. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Another question I got came from the Hockey Horror Podcast show, and they asked, what's your best case scenario for the Bruins' top 6D? Well... Obviously, it would be healthy uh, Brandon Carlo, Charlie McAvoy, and Matt Grizzlick. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Mike Riley re-signed, but I do think the Bruins need some upgrades on defense, uh, particularly on the left side. Uh, Alec Martinez is a very uh, intriguing uh, player that I have mentioned on the podcast many times, although it's possible that he will be too expensive for the Bruins based on his performance in the um, 
in the playoffs so far. They might look at a guy like uh, Jamie Oleksiak, um, maybe a guy like, uh, I don't know, Alex Goligoski uh, from the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, it'd be cool to have Dougie Hamilton back in the mix, but he will uh, obviously be scooped up by another team. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a guy like Brandon Montour, actually. He could be a bit more affordable, and he looked pretty good in limited time with the um, Florida Panthers after being acquired from the Buffalo Sabres. Now, I would say, I don't know, I do like Connor Clifton a lot. I don't know if he's a full-time third-pair guy over the course of 82 games. Uh, Might want to see someone step in on the right side. Maybe a guy like Brady Lyle could step up and um, jump up to the NHL level, though he's only 22. That might be a tall task. The Bruins do have options as well, like Jack Ashan, Yerho Vakaninen, but those guys are also uh, left-hand shots. So, yeah, ideal top six right now. Like I said, McAvoy, Carlo on the right, Grizzlick, uh, Alec Martinez on the left, and then... You know, kind of go from there. Riley, Clifton. Yeah, I don't really know. Do they bring back Kevin Miller? Not really sold on that either. Uh, they could possibly put Lozon on the right side if they don't lose him. Um, so, yeah, I don't envy Don Sweeney trying to put that blue line together. Clearly needs some reinforcements. Um, and, you know, whether or not they look at... Uh, trades or free agency would DeBrusque be a candidate to be traded to bring in some help on defense possibly uh, he's been linked to the Oilers and Ethan Bear um, but yeah there's a lot of balls up in the air so to speak when it comes to to the blue line and I'm not quite sure exactly what they're going to do there it would be nice of course to get rid of John Moore's contract as well uh, 2.75 million for the next three years I believe and that's going to be, yeah, a hindrance to bringing in some guys or re-signing some guys. And he's not in the top six uh, currently, um, even if they lose a guy in the expansion draft. Uh, last question. It's not really one that was sent to me on main Twitter, but it's one that I get quite a bit in uh, my DMs. And it's about kind of just getting established in hockey, writing, media in the first place. And of course, um, I'm not, you know, a member of the PHWA or anything like that, but I did work full-time for the score up here in Toronto as a hockey writer. Um, And it really all began quite a while ago. Uh, My first hockey blog post actually was in response to the Joe Thornton trade to the San Jose Sharks. Uh, I did it just kind of on my own site for a while, Uh, but then I had applied for an internship at the score, and when I was uh, denied that, uh, I asked, you know, oh no, actually, yeah, I I got, went for the internship, didn't get that, applied for a job there, didn't get that, and I asked um, the guy in charge of content at the time, you know, what can I do to uh, better position myself for success down the road? And he said, you know, if you want to be a writer, you just have to write. And I really took that to heart and set up my own um, professional-looking blog, um, started writing there. Uh, I jumped onto the Hockey Writers 
with help of a couple guys who were covering the Bruins at the time. Uh, shout out to Mike McCauley and Wayne Whitaker. And uh, I started there writing about just whoever I could. The Senators I wrote for a bit, the Avs, the Sabres. Uh, covered some junior hockey prospects uh, for them as well. Eventually uh, caught on with Cup of Chowder for a little bit. Uh, our own uh, Boston Bruins SB Nation site. And then... Um, all of that kind of writing on my own, I was able to, um, say when I applied for a job at the score again, you know, this is all that I've done so far. I have this sample size of work that you can look at and that allowed them to, yeah, take a chance on a guy who didn't have a journalism degree, but had been, you know, uh, went to school for theology. Um, so that was... Um, encouraging for sure. I did that for five years, was able to get some nice writing assignments, a couple at the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mentioned I was able to interview Mark Recchi there uh, when he was inducted, as well as Dave Andrichuk. Uh, then I went back and was able to get a question into Sidney Crosby at a scrum at the Hockey Hall of Fame when the Penguins were taking their rings there. Uh, I got to cover a Leafs practice and, and do a uh, Q&A with William Nylander. And then when I left that job, um, that was, yeah, just a decision to be, work closer to home. Uh, I really wasn't sure what I would do from there, but uh, I jumped back in with SB Nation, covered some junior hockey prospects for them, was able to cover the uh, 2019 championship run for the Guelph Storm, hence my love for Nick Suzuki. And then uh, after that, a couple months later, that's when the podcast started. So, you know, when I finished up at the score, I really thought my time in hockey media was done, but uh, just kept kept grinding. Opportunities came up, um, and that's kind of the best advice I have is just to um, look for opportunities to do what you want to do, uh, whether it be um, writing. You can start a blog. If it's a podcast, you can start a podcast. If it's uh, you know video, you can just pop out your phone and start recording videos. Just do what you want to do, and really, there's there's nobody who can stop you from kind of. Anyways, thanks for uh, sending in those questions. Hopefully, that gives you a better idea of where I'm coming from. If you are a new listener. And yeah, I've been doing this since about October 2019, and so two seasons of Bruins hockey through the COVID era. Uh, it's been quite a ride, and I'm uh, looking forward to, uh, yeah, just continuing through the off season and uh, into 2021-22. Uh, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the scores, odds, and news over at Bet Online, and that's true, of course, as well for the NHL, the NBA, and all your UFC action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their next games. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Before the next pitch... Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. And again, use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. 
Today on the Locked On Today podcast, how did the Clippers let the Suns do that? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So, news and notes from around the NHL. The Montreal Canadiens stunned the Vegas Golden Knights in Game 5, winning 4-1 to to take a 3-2 series lead in the Stanley Cup semifinals. That's right, the Habs are only one win away from the Stanley Cup final, just as we all predicted. Uh, quite a remarkable run for this team. I know a lot of Bruins fans uh, jumping on me for rooting for them. But, you know, they're a likable team. Uh, Carey Price is a likable guy. Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki are fun players to watch. Um, I know, yeah, you know, Corey Perry, not the coolest guy to uh, root for, but Eric Stahl's there. Tyler Toffoli, Josh Anderson, those are both guys that I wished... The Bruins had been able to add to the roster. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, like, you know, putting on a Habs shirt or jersey or anything, but I certainly am um, ho- rooting for them out of all the four teams remaining. And that, of course, will uh, not be the case once um, next season resumes and, and you know, the Habs and Bruins are back in the same division. I mentioned to Kaylee Allard on Twitter the other day, at Tukarask, that it makes it easier to root for the Canadians, seeing as they came out of the North Division and didn't beat the Bruins along the way, per se. Um, just beat some, you know, the Leafs, the Jets. Who cares about those guys? Um, so, yeah. Cheering for the Habs, and they're only one win away from the Stanley Cup Final, as are the uh Tampa Bay Lightning and they could book their ticket to the final tonight in their game against the New York Islanders. Speaking of teams not to root for, the Vancouver Canucks have named the Sedin Twins as advisors to Canucks GM um Jim Benning. We'll see how that uh, plays out whether one or both of them end up taking over. And uh one cool story I meant to mention yesterday was JT Brown retiring from pro hockey, and he was named the first television color analyst for the Seattle Kraken on Monday. Uh, he'll be join, joining John Forslund on Root Sports Northwest in their inaugural season. Uh, he joins a small but growing group of black former NHL players working as broadcasters on the local and national levels. Big fan of JT and his family, and uh, yeah, I'll be excited to check out those broadcasts next season. Just seeing as well that uh, NWHL news, Soroya Tinker is returning to Toronto, her hometown, uh, to play for the Six, uh, which I am very excited about. Uh, she's a native of Oshawa, Ontario, just outside of uh, Toronto, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to checking out the six next season hopefully we can uh i can get to a pride six game there uh once fans are allowed back in the stands anyways that's it for me for uh today it is like i said wednesday middle of the week downhill to the weekend i hope you're all doing well having a good week i actually have my second shot booked for today which i'm very excited about so hopefully not really any side effects 
uh, hoping to uh, finish Lupin tonight, but uh, not sure if that will happen. Perhaps uh, at least check out Loki, the new episode, and also continue the uh, F1 show that I've mentioned many times. A huge bomb dropped that I didn't know. The Red Bull guy is married to uh, Ginger Spice, which is pretty crazy. Came right out of the blue. And it's a very entertaining show. I did look at the standings from the past couple seasons, so I kind of know who continues to win. But uh, the drama behind the scenes is pretty fascinating. And uh, I love that it's, you know, uncensored and raw. And it would be really cool if, if hockey had a similar show. So get on that, uh, Netflix. And, uh, yeah, so that's it for today's episode. Thanks for sending in those questions. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss something. Hopefully I'll have a uh, friend on the pod soon. In the meantime, please do take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.